Welcome to Open to Hope Radio with your host, mother-daughter team, Dr. Gloria and Dr. Heidi Horsley. This show is brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation with the mission of helping people find hope after loss. This show has been edited for your convenience. Now, Open to Hope Radio. Heidi with my mom, Dr. Gloria, and our second guest today is Reg Green, parent of seven-year-old Nicholas Green, who was shot in Italy during a botched robbery in 1994. The Greens have become advocates of organ donation. <clears throat> a made-for-television movie starring Jamie Lee Curtis called Nicholas's Gift was made from their story. Welcome to the show, Reg. Yes, thanks, Heidi. Hi, Reg. It's great to have you on. Yes, hello, Gloria. Well, uh, one thing we don't have in your in the beginning of your bio, I didn't realize at the time you've written the book, The Gift That Heals. And yes. Yeah, and we'll talk about that a little later. But first, tell us a little bit about your journey and your story. What happened? Well, it's hard for me to believe that it's 14 years ago now. But um, we were on vacation in uh, it, in Italy. Uh, we were driving down the main road south from Naples. It was night time. Uh, Oh, not late, 10, 10.30 perhaps, um, when a car drew up alongside us as we drove down the highway. Uh, and instead of overtaking, it stayed there for a moment or two. I knew there was something wrong. And then through the night, there came the sound of these angry, savage voices, obviously telling us to, to pull over. Uh, I suppose everything that I'd ever thought about Violent crime came through my mind at that moment. Um, and it seemed to me that if we did stop, uh, we'd be completely at their mercy. Uh, so instead I accelerated, and they accelerated too. And I floored the car, and they floored theirs. And the two cars raced alongside each other for a few seconds. Um, and then there was a deafening explosion, and the window behind the driver's window was blown in, obviously, by a bullet. Uh, mm. The two children were sleeping there, Nicholas, age seven, and Eleanor, uh, four. Uh, Maggie, my wife, in the front seat, turned round to make sure that they were safe. Uh, both of them appeared to be sleeping peacefully. And then a moment later, the driver's window was blown in, glass flying everywhere. Mm. And uh, how that bullet missed the two of us on the front seat, we'll never know. But by now, we were beginning to pull away from them. And they finally dropped uh, back and slowly back into the night and then disappeared. Hmm. Uh, we raced on, um, obviously uh, looking for somewhere where we could tell this story. And uh, as it happened, there had been an accident on the road. Uh, the police were there. There was an ambulance there. I pulled in to explain what had happened and as I opened the car door and the interior light came on and Nicholas didn't move oh my God. I looked closer and I saw that his tongue was sticking out mm-hmm. and it was only then that we knew that a bullet had, uh, had hit him oh my. Um, he was rushed to hospital um, and two days later without gaining reco- uh, consciousness he, uh, he was declared brain dead mm. Awful, very, very tragic. What a sad story. Uh, yes, uh, um, you know, it could, that could have been the end of it all, of course. Right. Um, I mean, but, it, but it wasn't the end, right? It was just, the, it was, in some ways, it was the beginning. 
Right. Um, that's, that's exactly right. Um, and the beginning was that when when we were told this, we asked the doctors, are you sure? Yes, they said, we are sure, but we'll um, continue to give tests uh, for uh, to, just to make sure that we haven't made any mistakes. Um, and you're in Italy with, without friends or family? Yes, yes. We didn't know anybody there. And, uh, and did you speak Italian? Up, Southern Italy. It was uh, this was in Sicily by now. And they, you know, do you they, speak uh, any Italian? Uh, very, very little. Uh-huh. Wow. Um, but they were very good about that. They uh, they brought interpreters to be with us at any time that we mm-hmm. wanted them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they really did do everything possible to make it up to us. Uh, I mean, it was a so so. Maggie and I sort of sat there, but trying to absorb the. The, uh, the news. Um, uh, I remember thinking at the time, you know, however am I going to get through the rest of my life without him? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, um, after a pause, you know, now that he's uh, gone, shouldn't we donate the organs? Mm-hmm. That was the first time I'd ever thought of it. And uh, without hesitation, I said, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seemed so obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't need that body anymore. Now, is that something you thought about before, you know, earlier? I know California, they ask you on your license and that kind of thing. Had, had you thought about that? No. Um, I, I mean, privately, I mean, I'd always regard it as a good idea, but Maggie and I can't ever remember having a, had a conversation uh, mm-hmm. about it. Um I hadn't even signed my donor card. We didn't have the the, the driver's license uh, dot at that time. At least I don't remember that, that mm-hmm. we had, and certainly I hadn't done it. Now Maggie had done it. She she had a had a, a donor card, but she's so messy. I would never have found it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, but I mean, it was so clear. Um, mm-hmm. So it was really kind of inspired in a way. I mean, something that was so clear. Amazing. Yes, I mean you. You know, you only dimly think of the good that he can do. You know, somewhere out there, through the numbness, you can sort of sense that there is somebody going to benefit from this. But you've you've no idea who it is. You can't visualize them, and you don't even try. I mean, all you want to do at that stage is to sort of go home. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it turned out there were seven of them. And um there were there were seven people. Yes. Well, um, that were helped by this. Um the, four of them were teenagers and mm-hmm. in a very bad way all of them. Um Now how did you how did the the medical staff um deal with it when you told them you wanted to do that? Were they surprised or and they yes. or was it just business as usual? How did it go? No, they were very surprised. Um they uh and obviously very relieved. Uh, that they didn't have to ask us. Mm-hmm. That must be one of the most difficult questions in the whole of medicine, I think, for, for people to have to approach parents, particularly at a at a moment like this, um, and ask them to do something, to give something else. Um, I, I've got the greatest admiration for these transplant surgeon, uh, transplant coordinators, who have to do this all the time. And Raj, in Italy, before this all, before you did this, organ donation was not common. Is that correct? 
No, it was it was almost the lowest in Europe. Uh, Greece was even even lower, but I mean it was. And in this part of Italy, the southern part of Italy, it was virtually unknown. Wow! And so, yes, it did it did make a very big uh, impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and changed people's perception of organ donation and made it okay to donate to donate. Yes, um, I mean, since then, um, organ donation has tripled uh, in Italy. I mean, no other country in the world has ever come close to that. And so from being um, almost the bottom in Europe, it's now almost the top in the world, um, ahead of Germany, ahead of Scandinavia, ahead of England, and so on and so forth. So, so, so many, many lives have been changed because of what has been done because of Nicholas's gift. Yeah, thousands, literally thousands. That's amazing. Incredible. Well, tell us a little bit more about what happened to you there. So you had to stay in Italy longer because of the donation or Nicholas's body did, or how did that go? Because we have some people that have had to bring family members from overseas back. And How was that the whole thing? Yes, well, as uh, I say, the, the, the Italians were were really wonderful about all this. You know, you could tell that... Um, they felt it personally. They have a great love for children, don't they? Yes. Yeah, they, they adore children. And uh, they were ashamed that mm-hmm. um, this had happened in their country to a child. Um, they couldn't understand it either. Um, drive-by shootings like this are, are just sort of virtually unknown um, in Italy. I mean, there's gang warfare, you know, the mafia and all the rest of it. But the families are left out of it. And so uh, Italy was absolutely shocked uh, by all this. It so do you know why this, this happened, Rich? I mean, the, you, the, you, the, you, the reason it, it all happened was that the, 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 the people who attacked us had mistaken our car for another one that mm-hmm. was delivering um, a consignment of jewelry. And they'd been tipped off about this, and they were small-time uh, crooks, and uh, they decided to, to try to hijack uh, the car coming through. They saw our license plates, which were from Rome, where we'd hired the car, and um, they assumed we were it. Oh, wow. So... You, did you have to stay and testify? Did you have to come back? Because we, again, have audience members who right now are in the throes of court and testifying or trying to find the person who killed their loved one or, you know, that whole thing. Yes. Um, no, we stayed just for a couple of days. Um, the the prime minister asked to see us. The, the president of Italy <laughs> asked to see us. And we we were flown home in his own his, his own plane. Oh, my goodness. Um and then Nicholas's body was flown home uh, separately in a in a military in a military plane. You know, wouldn't he have loved that? We all thought. Um, and one of the, you know one of the things that struck us uh, was that the military guard that came with him after being eighteen hours in the air landed in the middle of the night at a lonely airfield um, in California, and uh, the honor guard insisted on doing the full ceremonial uh, due to a national hero, uh, even though there was no one there to watch. Oh, my goodness. Wow, that's oh, incredible. And what happened with the, the the bandits or whatever? The Did you ever meet them? or? Yes, um, we did. Um, they were arrested. Um, 
a couple of um, about a month later, and uh, they were put on trial, uh, which lasted a very long time. Uh, we kept we went sort of went went back for key uh, parts of that to give testimony, and then at the end and and so on. But uh, um, in the end, they were both. Uh, uh, found guilty. And uh, how did they feel about the fact that they killed a child? They've denied it, of course, all the time. Oh, okay. Um, one of them um, admitted to killing four other people. Oh, my. Uh, so perhaps our chances weren't very good if we had stopped. But mm-hmm. um, uh, he denied killing uh, Nicholas. Of course he would. Um mm-hmm. Uh, there, there would nobody would support. I mean, whereas you know the the killing of the other four were uh, kind of a notch in his belt in a sense. Um, uh, a child, of course, is is really would be out of the question. So as I say, they've they've um, they've denied it all along, but the the evidence was very strong. Now, did they get life in prison, or what did they get? The, um, one of them did the 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 one that I described the the one who was already a hardened criminal uh the other one who probably drove the car um, was uh, sentenced to uh, twenty years we we haven't uh, we we've taken no pleasure in that uh, of mm. course um you know their their lives are ruined their uh, their families are in despair. I just wanted to quickly ask you, the, the people that uh, shot your son during this botched robbery in Italy, um, they got, one of them got life in prison and won 20 years or whatever. What about anger and forgiveness? Do you have any thoughts on that for our folks out there who've had someone killed uh, as a, a result of someone else? You know, I, I have never been angry about this for some reason. Uh, I think that the... Um the loss of, uh, of, of Nicholas to me was so overwhelming mm-hmm. that um, it drove out um, any other emotion. Um, what I have felt about it um, is just sort of depression that um, somebody should want something that much <laughs> that um, they would be as reckless as this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're where they ought to be. I think they should be in uh, should be in jail. Um, Maggie said something that um, uh, was very striking. Um, as soon as on the on the very first day, I think it was that um, after that he'd been killed, we were mobbed by by the by the media. I mean, it was a, such a big story. As I said, it's un, almost unknown in Italy, and uh, and, and the press was around. And one of them said to her, um, what would you say to the people who uh, who shot your son? Uh, and I think they were expecting something like revenge or they've got to be caught or something. And she said, without any sort of preparation at all, just from her heart, um, when they see what they've done, I hope they'll turn away from this kind of life. So there was a sense, really, of there that she was concerned some about, and I hesitate to use the word soul, but she was thinking of something above um, earthly revenge. Mm-hmm. She wanted them to um, to reform. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, that's a, a wonderful thought. 
So um, Heidi wanted, and I wanted to have you talk a little bit, since the show is short, we could go on and on, but about Nicholas's Gift, the movie that was made for a television movie with Jamie Lee Curtis. How did that happen, and what was it like making the movie? How much did they involve you? And um, when we actually got back from Italy that very first time, there was a there was a the uh, an assistant of a, of a Hollywood producer actually at the airport um, <laughs> who said, and this Nicholas is going to be dead two days. Um, yeah. We're interested in making a movie. Would you <laughs> would you be interested? She said, I know this is a little crass to ask you at this time. We said at the airport. Oh my goodness! Yeah. yeah. But we said yes uh-huh. because we had the sense that there been it was already obviously such a very big story mm-hmm. that um, we felt that the more publicity there could be about it, the more likely it is that people would um, uh, change their minds about organ donation. After all, in this country, um, 18 people on the waiting list die every day uh, because um, of the shortage of organs. So wow. we knew that we had a chance here to, to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, the, um, that particular uh, thing fell through, although it was quite a famous director. Um, and, and then we, uh, we had various offers later on. And one, uh, uh, so we could pick. And we did choose some people who um, we felt would be realistic. They felt they seemed very sincere, very um, wanted not to hype the thing. We didn't want that. You know, we wanted it told as, uh, as uh, close to reality as they would be able to make it. And uh, it was an Italian uh, director, uh-huh. uh, so that was good, too. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, then they cast Jamie Lee Curtis um, as, um, as Maggie and uh, Alan Bates, who is a famous British actor uh-huh. um, uh, in my part. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I mean, they they were so deeply involved in it, both of them. Um, I remember um, Alan Bates saying to me that uh, there's a there's a scene in it where uh, Nicholas is put into the um, ambulance and he drives off into the night, which is exactly what happened. And we were left with the car, um, not knowing where he was going. Oh my goodness! Um, yeah, yes, it was a very uh, it was. A, a very bleak moment. So, Raj, was it healing for you to make to, to witness the documentary and to help to make the, the movie? Was that healing? I, I don't think so, particularly. Mm-hmm. It didn't open up any wounds, as far as I can remember. But uh, th- this, was only, this was sort of three or four years after that mm-hmm. by the time we, we made it. So, you know, whatever had been... Whatever terms we had come to with uh, with it all uh, had been done by then. And then, what about your book? Uh, how long have you been working on that? And uh, um, you got stories about people who've received or- organ donation. And- yes, it's called the gift that heals. And um, uh, what I wanted to do there was to was to um, to to take uh, uh, people's experience at every stage of the transplant process. Um, so it's, it's recipients, how they got better, uh, it's donor families like ourselves, um, it's the pilot of the aircraft who has to fly uh, the organs through all weathers and to, to get them there before they deteriorate, or it's the transplant surgeon 
um, who's done thousands of, of operations, um, and to build up a picture of what the whole thing is like. And I, I, I think it's a very moving um, uh, set of stories. I, I still, although I've gone over them dozens of times and corrected them and edited them and spoken about them, they still bring tears to my eyes when I, when I look at them. Now, how would people get a hold of your book? I know we've got it on our website, thegriefblog.com. Do you have a website for them? Yes, um, uh, nicholasgreen.org. Okay, so nicholasgreen.org, and you can go there and and uh, get that book. Well, Rich, um, is there anything you want to say to our audience in closing? I think perhaps the, the, the thing that, that we all say about this kind of thing is that the, the crucial uh, step that you can take is to talk to your family um, because um, they turn up at the hospital um, and suddenly... Um, because brain death is normally uh, is normally unexpected, um, they have they they are asked to make a major decision about something that they perhaps never thought of before. Mm-hmm. If you've talked to them about it and said this is what I want to do, um, the chances of them agreeing. I mean, very few people say no at that stage because obviously they are carrying out your last wishes. Well, thank you so much. I think you offer such hope to our whole audience about the fact that you've taken this horrendous event and, and really done some wonderful good, you and your wife, and I'm sure other other people have done some wonderful good with this. Has any, Heidi? It's really been Absolutely. amazing. Absolutely. This is a, a story of inspiration, and Nicholas is doing as much in his death as he did in his life. He's saving huh. lives every day. Yeah. Well, All thank right. you. What a lovely yeah. thought. Thank you so much, Rich, for being on the show, and it's uh, time to close our show now. You have been listening to Open to Hope Radio. You can sign up for our newsletter, Facebook, and Twitter on our homepage at opentohope.com. 